Welcome to Calvary Shop Elizabeth City's online sermon series. Join us this week for a short presentation through the Calvary Chapel Distinctives with Pastor John Barrera. All right, good morning. I know normally I'm a walker. Uh, I like to walk around, but I'll be honest with you, my ankles have been killing me. For those who know or don't know, I'm, I'm a mailman for the city of Edenton. And I got a confession. I am not a fan of this heat. <laughs> Do not like this heat. And here's the thing. I, 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 share, I share with a few of y'all. I, I can do, give me a winter. I can do fall. I, I can even do spring. But I just cannot stand it. God bless you for those who have been here, who lived here all your life. You know, it's funny too. I'll be delivering mail and I'll just come to uh, one of my customers and they'll be drenching in sweat. There'll be gnats all over them. There'll be mosquitoes. And I'll be like, Mailman, don't you just love this hot weather? And I just look at them and I go, Lying spirit, come out in the name of Jesus. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm not kidding about the heat, but I, I some look, hey, look, if you if you love the heat, God bless you. This is your weather. Enjoy it, okay? All right. Well, if you all remember, last week Pastor John said that uh, we'd be taking a break from the, the uh, book of Colossians. And so here I am. And uh, today we're going to be revisiting our Calvary Chapel distinctives. Now, it's funny because on my notes, I, I put show the book and I forgot my book. But some of y'all are wearing our new Calvary uh, Chapel t-shirts. So can you please stand up real quick? I don't want to embarrass you. There you go. Thank you, Tim. So just look on his back, okay? And that, that'll, be the, that'll be the note. That's what we're going to be referring to. Thank you, brother. <laughs> no, but... Um, oh, thanks, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to back up. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. All right. You know, it's funny, too. This morning's prayer, we're talking about our... our bo- thank you, bro. About, uh, about our bodies uh, growing old and talking about the, the pains and sure enough, it's, it's happening. So I can attest to that. But like I was saying, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the, the Calvary Chapel distinctives. Now, the, you know, for those who are not familiar, it's a, it's a book that was written by Pastor Chuck. Uh, we are going to be ordering them. Uh, for those who uh, insist on having the, the paperback, we will get those for you. But did you know we have it on the website for free? You can download it. In fact, if you go to our church website, calvaryecity.org, and you just go to the About Us section, and it's going to bring a drop down, and then you're going to see Calvary Chapel Distinctives. You simply click on that link. And literally right on the top of that page, it'll tell you, hey, to, uh, if you want a free copy of the ebook of Calvary Chapel Distinctives, click here. You click it, 2.9 megabytes later, boom, you've got the entire book there at your disposal. So you can read it on your home computer, your laptop. You can even read it on your phone. Like I said, 2.9 megabytes is even smaller than your average song mp3 file so you know we want to encourage you look if you consider calvary chapel your home church we want to strongly encourage you to read and, and know the distinctives um and definitely for those who uh who serve uh whether if you serve in a ministry if you serve in leadership if you call calvary chapel your home again can't stress that enough uh it's good to know that the, the distinctives now this morning, 
Uh, we're going to be talking about the, and I'm going to be introducing the Calvary Chapel distinctives. Now, if, I've, if I had the book in front, basically, if I'm going in order, I'd be, I'm going to be discussing the preface of the book and the introduction. And so, really, I'm just going to be defining what the distinctives are and why they are so important. Also, how in the introduction of the book, it talks about how the calling of the ministry is very important. And we're going to be talking about that as well this morning. And before we do anything else, would you please join me in prayer? Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for the church, Lord. We thank you so much that you love the church, Lord, that you died. Lord, you saved us, Lord, and you gathered us, Lord. And you created this thing called a church, Lord, where, where as you being our center, our focal, Lord, Lord we, we can gather, we can encourage, we can build up one another in you, Lord. We can worship you, Lord. We can learn as a family about your word. We can build each other up because of your church. And so, Lord, as we talk about, take a break and talk about uh, what the, the blessings that you've done here at Calvary Chapel, we declare, Lord, it's all about you. It's always been about you, Jesus, and it will continue to be about you, Lord. And so we thank you for this opportunity to gather, and we thank you, Lord, that you would just uh, um, be here. And uh, Lord, I pray you would just fill us with your spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. All right. So what are the Calvary Chapel distinctives? Simply put, it's just a unique work. The unique characteristics that God has done here within our movement. That's, that's the definition. That's it. All right, let's go home. No, 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 just kidding. Just kidding. No, no. But what we're going to do is we're going to take time right now because, you know, in the book, Pastor Chuck says about wanting to get a firm grasp. So while we got the time and we're discussing it, we really want you to get a firm grasp about what we mean distinctives. All right. You know, some people call Calvary Chapel a non-denominational Christian organization. Some people call Calvary Chapel a denomination. We, we call it a movement, simply. We, we, we call it a movement. It's, a, again, a unique work that makes Calvary Chapel different from other evangelical Christian churches. It's good that we have a firm grasp and we understand that uh, about those things that make us unique from other God-believing, God-fearing, Bible-teaching churches out there. All right. So I was saying, Lord, how can I best illustrate this? Lord, give me an example. And this is what the Lord has given me. Parents with more than one children. Let me see them hands. If you got one than, more than one human child, I'm not talking about your fur babies or your goat babies, which we, we have goats and we are enjoying the goat life. So, you know, talk to Heidi about that if you're interested. But if you have more than one human child, okay? All right. Help me out with this, parents. You have more than one child, you know, then you know what, what I'm going to be talking about. Check this out. You know that having one, more than one child, that your kids have the same characteristics. They they, you know, and they live in the same house and both of your, you know, your children have, you know, uh, they're, they're alike. They're, they're human. They, they have two eyes. They have one nose. They have one mouth and they have two ears and hair on the head. Okay, okay. But other than that, you know that each of your child is uniquely different. 
right? You know what each child is aware of. You're aware of them. You know their uniqueness. If your child is quiet and keeps it themselves, you're not going to go in with an air horn, you know. If your child is woo, way out there, you know, just, uh, just rambunctious, you know, you're not going to go quietly. You, you're going to meet them where they're at. You're going to respond to them how they are. Because as a parent, you know them. You know them individually. You know them collectively. So, so too with our Heavenly Father. Let's think about that. Our Heavenly Father knows us. He knows us individually. He knows us collectively. And wouldn't it make sense that our Heavenly Father knows how to best minister to us? Of course, the Lord understands our uniqueness because he created us. Psalms 119, 73 and 74, for you note takers out there, says, you made me, you created me. Now give me the sense to follow your commands. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So these two scriptures let us know that uniqueness is a very deliberate characteristic. God made us unique. Thank God for that. Because imagine if we were all cookie cutter. Imagine if we all looked alike. That'd be freaky. That'd be weird. But no, no. So take that uniqueness that God created in us individually, but also that uniqueness applies for the church as well. Yes, we're one church saved by, by, by Christ, but there's different churches because we're all different. Now, he knows some of his children are emotional and expressive and loud and need to have three guitarists, two drummers, you know, and a smoke machine. I don't know about the smoke machine. Uh, and some of his children like to gather, like to be quiet and liturgical. Some love, again, you know, the full rock band with, with, with uh, you know, with vocalists. And some like the organ and the quiet old school choir robes, you know, and everything in between. Again, God, God knows. God knows. Some, some of his children love to wear their Sunday best and love to go to church in their three-piece suits and their dresses. And some like to wear Hawaiian shirts and flip-flops. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Everything in between. You know what? Uh, Pastor Sandy Adams uh, from Calvary Chapel, Stone Mountain, I like what he says. He was... Uh, uh, exhorting uh, pastors at a, at a recent conference, and this is what he says about our, our distinctives. He says, each Christian church is simultaneously alike and distinct. We're alike in the way we worship the same God, serve the same Savior, and are led by the same Spirit. We, we read the same Bible and have been shown the same grace. We come to the same table to take communion and participate in the same baptism. We'll all live forever in the same heaven. There's much Calvary has in common with other churches, but there's also some differences, and that's what sets us apart and gives us our own identity. I want to make sure you know who we are and what we value. And no different, too. Our pastor wants us to know who we are, and that's why he said, John, teach on the distinctives. I'm like, all right, man. I'm all over it. Yeah, it's very important. Now, 
We all know that the Lord birthed this movement that we know, uh, that we call Calvary Chapel. We know we, he birthed it in Pastor Chuck. And the movement continues today. Now, 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 let's consider this. Let's consider this. Movements, they come and they go, Right? Uh, and as I was thinking about that, I remember you know, years ago, Heidi and I were part of a, a marriage ministry movement called Enjoying Marriage. Have y'all been to the marriage retreats, which we hope that y'all do, coming up in February 2024? But, you know, you'll probably hear us talk about Pastor Ron and Betty Wiseman. They had a, a wonderful movement called Enjoying Marriage. And for that time that they were, they were uh, it was a marriage ministry, of course, and they were filling up uh, hotel ballrooms. I mean, it was a movement. The Lord was doing work in, in marriages, and uh, we were even blessed to have them come and minister to one of our marriage retreats. And also, a little, something a little closer, we actually got to see a movement earlier this year with the excitement of the Jesus Revolution movie. Who saw the Jesus Revolution movie? All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So you know that there was excitement. You know, it was only meant to be shown at small select theaters, but it just expanded. People were getting excited. It was the Lord was using it for uh, for ministry. For people were coming, were getting saved. We saw this excitement, and also later earlier this past year, we saw a movement called the Asbury Revival, where hey, there was this college meeting. Uh, and they just kept on worshiping, and it, kept, it just wouldn't stop. It kept going and kept it going, and pretty soon, it, this movement started gathering, you know, attention and started get, making the, the the local news and the Christian news, and YouTubers were going down and, and checking out this movement. What's what, what's going on? Well, here's the thing: um, the Jesus Revolution movie—it's on DVD, and the movement has died down. It's quiet, you know. There's no longer in movie theaters. Uh, you know, everyone at the Asbury Revival eventually went home. And, uh, you know, Pastor Ron and Betty, you know, they're with the Lord. And this exciting movement known as Enjoying Marriage, you can't find it on the Internet. It's, it's nowhere to be found, you know. And so, and, and even Pastor Chuck, he's gone to be with the Lord. But yet, after 40 years, Calvary Chapel movement continues to this very day glory to god yes so so you know you you got to ask yourself you got to ask yourself whoa this movement you know the you know the pastor chuck's gone this movement is continuing why and not only that you know what's more exciting is that the movement calvary chapel movement still continues to grow and how do we know that? Well, you know what, uh, Pastor John and I, we've had the blessing to attend pastor conferences. And one of the things that, we, you know, our leadership has been able to attend uh, conferences. And we've noticed that, wow, there is a, a, a strong number of, of young men, young men who, who are Calvary Chapel pastors. This movement is still continuing. And what's interesting is that these young men, these new young leaders who are, are continuing this movement, never met Pastor Chuck. Their fathers, they may, their, their fathers may have known of him, but these young men, these young leaders, really don't know about Pastor Chuck. They, they know that, you know, what they heard through story. You know, they know of what they've seen on him on YouTube and, you know, the word for today. Um, but... 
How is a movement able to continue when the founder is no longer here? You know, but not only is this movement, you know, it's continuing, but it's growing. Calvary Chapel continues to grow. Why? Well, it's really a simple answer. You ready? Exactly. It's the. It's it's not Pastor Chuck's. It's the it's the Lord's movement. It's His movement. And so and so, really, this the distinctives that we'll be talking about later. You know, as the Lord leads, as we we talk about it, it's out of simple obedience to the Lord and following the move of the Holy Spirit. Who would have thought that if you obey the Lord and teach his word faithfully, and if you abide and and move with his Holy Spirit, that he would bless the church? Wow, mind blown. But really, it's it's that simple, you know, and, and, and it's a movement of grace. Now, do y'all remember that part in Calvary Chapel? The, you know, I mean, sorry, the Rev- Jesus Revolution, where the Lord calls uh, Pastor Chuck to the mountain and he writes the distinctives on a stone tablet. You guys remember that part in the movie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you said no. It's a bad joke. No! Calvary Chapel is a movement of grace. It's kind of funny because we get this perception or this wrong perception that ooh Calvary Chapel from the get-go you know what from day one you know the distinctives were in order and everything was a home run everything that Pastor Chuck Chuck did was flawless and perfect and everything was 100% no Calvary Chapel this movement is a movement of grace Mistakes were made. Errors were made. People sinned. People fell short. People let people down within this movement. But it was a movement of grace. And we know what scripture says about, uh, about grace. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. So we get this, we get this thing where this false perception that, that you know, this Calvary Chapel is this perfect, you know, 100% inerrant movement. Well, Brothers and sisters, guess what? We're sinful. So we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fall short. You know, um, but that's the thing why we, it's a movement of grace because despite the falling short, despite the mistakes that may have been made, the Lord has continued to bless the movement, what we call Calvary Chapel. It's by Him, His grace, His his leading, his strengthening. And you know what? That, that gives me encouragement. I'm kind of, let me take a little digression. So wherever you are right now, you know, um, take hope in that, that the work that you, you know, the, you know, you're thinking, Lord has shown me that he wants me to do something. Or the Lord wants me, I feel the Lord wants me to do this. And it hasn't happened. And man, not only has it happened, there's just so many roadblocks in the way. And there's things not going right. You know what? Just know that if God has called you, and we're going to talk about that a little later, that his grace is sufficient. And yeah, you know what? You may hit some road bumps. You may encounter some difficulties. But it's nothing. It is nothing that can thwart God's plan for your life. So be encouraged in that. And that's what's a beautiful thing about the Calvary Chapel movement is we, we, we know. And even Pastor Chuck, uh, for those who did get to interact with him or talk with him, humble man, never took credit. Said, hey, it's, it's the Lord. And so 
That's one of the things that, uh, as we're seeing this new generation, this, we want to first and foremost, and we thank Pastor Chuck, don't get me wrong. He birthed it. You know, the Lord used him. But it's always been about Jesus. It's going to always be about Jesus. The centrality is Jesus and the move of his Holy Spirit. God help us if we ever think it's of ourselves. God help us if we ever look to Pastor Chuck instead of looking to Jesus. God help us if we look to our pastors instead of, the, instead of Jesus. We look to Jesus. We look to his word. We, we rely on his Holy Spirit. That right there, my brothers and sisters, that is, that's what allows it, the movement to continue. So, yeah, we, we have a unique movement that the Lord continues to use today. All right, so if someone happens to bump into Yefulai and go, excuse me, what are the Calvary Chapel distinctives? You'll be able to say, it's a unique work of God. God bless. You know, yeah, just a unique work of God, you know. And of course, I was more elaborate, but now you know. It's a unique work of God, simply being obedient to Jesus, looking to Jesus, looking to his word, Brian on the Holy Spirit, nothing about us, bada boom, bada bing, got Calvary Chapel. All right. I got that from Brother James, by the way. That's, that's your line, brother. I took out, give you credit, man. Yes. <laughs> so now the next, part of the, <laughs> the next part of the Calvary Chapel introduction, we want to talk about the call to the ministry. So yeah, I think before we can even begin to lay out what the distinctives are, we need to talk about the heart and the calling for those in ministry, for whether you just you serve for those who serve, for those who serve as leaders, for those who serve in pastoral leadership, there is a huge difference in ministry and effective ministry. Turn to your neighbor on the right and say effective ministry. Look at them in the eye and say effective ministry. Thank you. All right. What was that for? I don't know. I just wanted to say that. No. Effective ministry. Ministry, effective ministry. Ministry, effective ministry. Ministry says, oh, the sisters wanted to talk to me about the hundredth time about her same problem. Effective ministry. I got the chance to share Jesus into the sister's life. Ministry. Yeah, I've got some bad, bratty, snotty kids. <sighs> crying, they're loud. Effective ministry, I got to show the love of Jesus to these little kids. Yeah, they may have been crying, but you know, I got to sing to them and, and share with them scripture. Yeah. Ministry, yeah, you know, these people are slobs, leaving cups and trash all over the grounds. They leave paper towels all over the bathrooms. God help these people. Effective ministry, Lord, I got to glorify you, Lord. You gave it. You thank you for giving us this place. And yeah, Lord, there's some trash going around, but you know what? I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for you. There is a difference. We want to be effective ministers. We want to be effective. And the way that starts is in the heart, brothers and sisters. And now, now, Again, everything is about Jesus. So we need to look at the example of Jesus. And, and for the call of the ministry, we've broken it down to three. See, for you note takers out there, okay? We're breaking down the call of the ministry to your calling, your place, and your commitment. Again, let me repeat. 
Call to the ministry, we're breaking it down we're to your calling, your place, and your commitment. All right, start with your calling. As the book says, Pastor Chuck asked this, so too will I ask this. Start off with a simple question. Are you convinced that God has called you to the ministry? Let me stop, pause, allow it to sink in. In fact, I'll repeat it again. Are you convinced that God has called you to the ministry? Hebrews 5.4 says, And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. Hmm, okay, okay, just as Aaron was. So we know, if going back to the story of Moses and Aaron, you know, uh, Aaron, they go, oh, I want to be a priest, I want to be, no, no, me, 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 please. No, 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 no. He was appointed by God. When it comes to ministry, listen to this. When it comes to ministry, no one can insert himself or herself into that role. Let me say that again. When it comes to ministry, no one can insert themselves in that role. It must be appointed by God. It's absolutely essential for effective ministry that we have a conviction in our hearts that God has chosen us and called us to serve Him. Now, I just said that, but think about that. Think about it. Let that sink in. That conviction in our hearts. If you're serving and you don't feel any conviction, I'd be worried. I love you all, but i got to be straight up with you. I'd ask. Whoa. If you're not feeling that, that, that desire, that chosen, that feeling of, I need to do this, I'd stop and, and ask because... Yeah, you may be doing ministry, you may be getting the job done, but are you effectively ministering? See, sometimes we can get it backwards. It's, it's God who chooses us. So God didn't, didn't, didn't choose you know, us, didn't choose me because of my, of my eloquent speaking. I cannot talk worth anything. I mumble. God did not choose me because I, of my education. I'm a mailman. No, God, you know, God chose me because he, in his providence, he said, dude, son, you're going to be an assistant pastor. You're going to serve my people at Calvary Chapel, Elizabeth City. You're going to serve under Pastor John. You're going to love my people and preach my word. Cool. All right. This is what I, look, I, trust me, this, confession, confession time, yeah. If you don't believe me, ask Heidi. For for a brief season when we left Williamsburg and came here, true story, gotta admit it, confession time. I didn't want to serve. <gasps> I know, I see some of you clutching your pearls going, what? No, I said, you know what? I said, you know what? I, I need a break. Mm. I need a break. No, 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 I'll, I'll come to church. I'll, I'll get the word and I'll go home, but mm, I'm done. I'm taking a breather. Heidi's like, I don't think so. I think, you know, we are called to serve. Like, no, mm-mm. I'm taking a break. <clears throat> taking a break. And you know what was happening? 
it's like, okay, she's like, all right. But then I, I notice, it's like, I'm sitting down. I don't want to serve. I'm like, I see that. I, you know what, Lord, okay. I, so I, you're saying go, go talk, talk to that person. Oh, Lord, I see trash on the floor. Uh, oh, Lord. And all of a sudden, it's just like, uh, I got no, I got to serve. I got to. Do you think that was me? No, 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 no. No, God, that God had given me that desire, given me that compulsion to serve. You know, I like how Paul expressed it. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9 through, uh, sorry, chapter 9, verse 16. Paul says, woe it unto me if I preach not the gospel. Also, Jeremiah expressed this too. Jeremiah 20, verse 9. He says, but I, I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name. But his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I am compelled. I got to do this. It's a godly compulsion. It's a godly, it's, 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 as much as you fight it, you know what, you just got to. And, and, and hear me now. It's, I'm calling it a compulsion, but it's not saying I have to be busy doing God's work for the sake of doing God's work. But rather, I'm being motivated. I'm being propelled because God wants me to. He's given me that drive. He's given me that desire. I have to be committed to the lordship of my Savior, Jesus Christ. This is not of my own ambition. This is not my own desire. I tried to sit on my hands and I got restless. I tried to keep quiet and I've got to, I've got to minister. That is something only the Lord can do. So brothers and sisters, let's put some practical application to this. Are you, are you feeling, hey, I, I want to serve? Please make sure that this is what the Lord is calling you to do. Okay? That's good, John. That's some good practical application. Well, how do I know? Well, pray. Pray. And also, you know what? It's one of those things where you don't expect the heavens to part and the light to fall. And My son, thou shalt serve in the worship ministry. My child, you shall go in the, uh, minister in uh, hospitality. No, no, no. What it is, is that as you start going and you, you pray and you start serving, the Lord, it's, it's interesting how the Lord will direct you and steer you and get you plugged in. You just got to be obedient. And remember, first and foremost, you know, if you're going, okay, well, gosh, I'll just, I'll, I guess I'll, yeah, they need someone, so I'll just, I guess I'll do it. Or, uh, you know, no, no, no. Effective ministry, you got to know that the Lord has called you. Trust me. This will come in handy because, <laughs> this is the next part. Knowing that you're called, that your call is from God and not from you, it's going to come in handy. As Peter, 1 Peter 4.12 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trials among you which come upon you for your testing, as though some strange things were happening to you. You know, this verse tells Christians not to be surprised by, firing, by fiery suffering, but instead to see sharing in Christ's affliction. 
Because in ministry, oh yes, oh yes, you will be tested. Now, I hope I don't want to freak you out, but let me tell you, we're, right, let's be, let's be 100%. We're, we're in these suits of skin, so we are fallen, and with our fallen nature, we got some bad tendencies. We're selfish. We're uh, negligent. We're, you know, and, and no better than you see that is in ministry. Uh, like Pastor Chuck says, if you expect thank yous and, oh, I'm so glad you're here and, oh, you're wonderful, Brother John. No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way all the time. You know, I remember uh, serving. I and I were serving at a, at a dinner and, uh, you know, we're, it, was, it was a dinner fellowship and, um, you know, there was just some, some staffing issues. So we're like, okay, let's go, let's go help out. All right. And then, so we're bringing out drinks and like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, I didn't, I haven't got my drink yet. Like we're at a, um, excuse me, how long, when, when's dinner going to get served? I'm like, dude. And, and, and it's like part of me wanted to go, you know what, in, in the name of the Lord, drop that drink upon them accidentally. <laughs> but man, no, no, no. The Lord reminded me, who am I doing this for? Right. Who am I doing this for? Am I doing it for them? I'm doing it unto the Lord. So guess what? And, and also if I can, you know, you, they say when you point one finger, three are pointing back at you. And I think about myself, and I think about my selfishness, and my sinful nature, and those who had to put up with me with Christ-like patience. Man, you know what? It's easy to want to emulate Christ and be, like Christ, be Christ-like in the easy things. But remember, Jesus told those, uh, the soldiers, told the people, forgive them. For they not know what they're doing as they were they drove spikes through his hand. The people who are hauling, haul, chucking in, uh, insults, Father, forgive them. So, we want to be like Jesus. Yeah, we got to be prepared. We got to be prepared that a lot of the 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 suffering, a lot of the lot of the trials will be through ministry. And I don't want to freak you all out. Look, ministry is a blessing. Do you think about the, you think about the, the crowds, right? You think about the disciples and then you think about the, the multitudes and a lot, of the, a lot of the blessings, a lot of the miracles happened for those who, those who were closest to Jesus, closest were able to see a lot of the things happen. Not the multitudes around, but a lot of them were able to be a part of it and see it. There's blessing in ministry. So please, you know what? Uh, don't, again, I don't want to freak you all out. It's a beautiful thing. It's cool seeing that you get a firsthand seat and you get a, it's like, Lord, you're using me to pray for this person. Wow, Lord, you're giving me the scripture to share with this brother or sister. Thank you. Lord, wow, you're allowing me. To, it's, 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 a, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So don't let me freak you out. Don't let me scare you. But just know, as 1 Peter 4.12 says, we're going to have some difficulty. And again, if you know that your calling is from the Lord, He's going to get you through it. His grace will sustain you. His Spirit will give you the patience. His love will give you what you need 
for ministry. Amen? Amen. All right, all right. So let's talk about the next part. Your place. To be an effective minister, we must know our place. In fact, I'm going to say that again. We must know our place. At Calvary Chapel, we simply call it servant leadership. I had you all turn to the person on your right, right? Earlier? Turn to the person on your left. Look them in the eye and go, servant leadership. leadership. All right. That's our place, brothers and sisters. We are servants. Servants Servants of the Most High. I am a servant. It's an honor to serve the church family. It's an honor to serve Jesus. I am a servant of Jesus. I am a servant to his word. I am a servant to his ministry. I am a servant. I serve others again for the umpteenth time. I am a servant. And for effective ministry, you have to acknowledge that. You have to believe that with your heart. I am a servant. The ministry, brothers and sisters, is not a place of being served. If you want people to wait on you, Go to, I don't know, what's, where? Olive Garden. Oh, go to Olive Garden. Thank you. If you want people to wait on you, go to a fancy restaurant. If you want people to honor you, I don't know. Do go, I I don't know. Whatever it is, if you want people to honor you, it ain't going to happen here. (laughs) If you want people to respect you and put you on a pedestal, it's not going to happen here. It's not going to happen in a Calvary Chapel because the only one that's worthy of being honored, the one that's only worthy of being esteemed in worship is our Lord Jesus, not me, no one else. Our place, we are servants. You, you need to do everything unto the Lord. If you're serving people, it's unto the Lord. If you're serving children, it's unto the Lord. If you're serving in sound, it's unto the Lord. If you're worshiping, it's unto the Lord. Everything we do is unto the Lord. We need to get that into our heads. And better yet, let's get that in our hearts. Let's get that in our hearts and our heads that everything we do is unto Jesus. Also, you need to know this, that if we're doing it unto the Lord, we're going to get our reward from Him. That's why, you know, we believe that the Lord has blessed the Calvary Chapel movement because it's our emphasis on servant leadership. We, as the pastoral staff, does not exist. We don't believe you have to, you, you should, you know, that you're here to serve us. Nor once has Pastor John said, bro, I parked in my parking spot. There's no rose petals leading up to the door. What happened? You know, No. No, no, we serve the people. And it's an honor and it's a blessing. But God help us the day that I think, oh, you know what? When people clap, oh, it's for me. Or God help me where people go, hey, bro, good word. God help me if I go, oh, yeah, I did good. God help me if that ever happens because it's not about me. You know what? Jesus, remember, we're looking at Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus declared himself to be an example. Remember Matthew 20, 25-28. Jesus says, The Son of Man, his words, did not come to serve, but to, I'm sorry, did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. 
These are wonderful promises in God's word for those who choose a life of servant leadership. Look at, remember we're talking about this as a movement of grace? This isn't just, you know, so pillowy spiritual speak, but 1 Peter 5, 5 tells us God resists the proud but gives grace to the who? The humble. So lastly, let's talk about your commitment. What I mean by your commitment, our commitment, there must be commitment to the word of God. Okay, prepare to have your mind blown here. Anyone who doesn't believe that the Bible is the inspired, inerrant word of God has no business being in the ministry. If you don't believe, we Calvary Chapel, if you go, eh, well, you know, Genesis is all right. Revelation is a little freaky. No, no, stop. No, no, we don't. We believe God's word is inerrant. We believe God's word is inspired. And if you, within your heart, say, I don't believe that. I'm sorry. I love you, but you're in the wrong church. God's word is, again, I got to say it again, inerrant. It's uh, it's it, it's it's inspired. It does not change. We don't we don't go. We don't put our thumb up, feel the breeze, and go. Oh, okay, they're talking. Let's 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 uh, let's let's do this trend. Let's, oh, there's this new fad that's coming out. Oh, it's Toronto blessing or that. No, 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 no. In season and out of season, we're always going to teach the word of God. That's simple. You think? Wow. Yeah, dude. That's pretty simple. But it's crazy how many churches don't esteem God's word. And I, 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 I should have took I should have taken notes. But there was a a, a survey about uh, pastors who who believe who who don't believe you know God's word is inspired and and errant. And I thought surely that's going to be zero. All right, all Bible believing. Pastors who say they teach a Christian church who teach out of the Bible would think that God's word is inerrant and inspired. There's actually pastors out there that don't think. That's crazy. That's crazy. But it's true. So, so as, as, as funny as it sounds that we have to actually say that, we're going to say it again. We are committed to God's word. So if you serve here at Calvary Chapel, if you serve in the ministry, if you serve in leadership, if you serve as a pastoral, pastoral staff, you're committed to the word. I'm committed to the word. We're committed to the word. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Guess what? God's word, the learning process, is never ending. You cannot exhaust God's word. You can't. Try. Just try. You will never hear Pastor John go, uh, you know, I ain't going to teach this. I've done this before. I know what it's all about. No! Because God is, his word is alive. And you know what? We can go through the same portion of scripture, but guess what? It's God, through his Holy Spirit, will make it fresh and relevant. God's word endures forever. Psalms 40 verse 8 tells us the grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of God, what? Endures forever.
So okay, here we go. Let's 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 let's, let's bring this home. Today we we define the, the what a Calvary Distinctive is. Again, should someone run into you, food line, and ask you, hey, what's the thing about the Calvary Chapel Distinctive? You can tell them it's a unique work that God is doing, and. We also believe here that the call of ministry is crucial for effective ministry. It's crucial for effective ministry that, hey, we believe it's God that calls you to the ministry. We believe that we are servants. Our leadership is we are servant leadership. We are all servants. And lastly, we are committed wholeheartedly through and through to the inerrant, inspired Word of God, and nothing's going to thwart that. So, with today's message about introducing the dis- distinctives, you know, I, I hope I, it's my prayer that you you come with a better understanding of, you know, uh, of understanding Calvary Chapel. Uh, you know, like Chuck says in the book, uh, he wants us to have a, it was his desire that we have a, a firmer grasp on what makes us unique. So if you call Calvary Chapel your home, guess what? You and I are part of a movement that began over 40 years ago that continues and grows to this very day. First through Pastor Chuck, but now continuing on today. Because it was the Lord's movement to begin with. It's His. He's going to keep on enabling it through the power of His Holy Spirit, through the teaching of His Word, through simply, simply, simply looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And guess what? We're going to keep pressing on until He comes back or until he calls us home. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time that we've been able just to talk about, Lord, what you've done here, Calvary Chapel. Lord, we we know, Lord, that we have our, our place, Calvary Chapel has our place in your plan. Lord, that you you love us, Lord, and you know how to best minister to us. So you've given the different churches, Lord, to reach and minister to those and yet, Lord, you've you also given us Calvary Chapel, Lord, and those who are within chapel, Calvary Chapel that we've been ministered to and that we can also minister. So, Lord, prepare our hearts, Lord. Lord, if we've been thinking about wanting to, to serve, Lord, Lord, we, let us look to you first. Lord, let us seek you, Lord. Let us examine our hearts, Lord, knowing that it's all about you and that we need to be wholly dependent on you. Lord, knowing that we are servants, Lord, and that your word is above all, Lord. You, you even say your word is above your own name, Lord. That's... And Father, we thank you. Thank you for allowing, Lord, Calvary Chapel to continue. Yes, Lord, we see movements come and go. We've seen ministries that were wonderful come to their end, Lord. But yet in your providence, you've allowed Calvary Chapel to continue. And so for that, Lord, we say yes, amen, Lord. And we're going to continue looking to you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's always been about you, Jesus. It will always be about you, Lord Jesus. So we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brother James is going to uh, close us with a song. Um, if you need prayer, if you have questions, I'll, I'll be hanging around. Please come come see me, you know. Um, 
and again, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for Calvary Chapel Elizabeth City's online sermon series. Join us next week as we continue through the Bible, book by book, verse by verse, line by line. God bless.